everyone. I hope you can hear me. I had a little um, snafu between Skype and uh, Blog Talk. At the moment, it was supposed to go on the air, so um, it's like a minute off. Um, I don't know if you bitches can hear me. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's just it was like I didn't know what to do with myself. It was really weird. Um. <clears throat> anyways, we're going to talk about Sentinel Tropes tonight again. Uh, Lady Holder is on the phone with me, um, and um going to talk about maybe her ideas since all my ideas are too long and um see how that goes i uh i took a little vacation from um the radio show just a little one after i finished rough trade um but mostly because i was just like i had terrible headache and then i had an allergy like every person in my neighborhood cut their grass on the same day and it's just like i'm gonna die i have the worst grass allergies it's ridiculous anyways um we're gonna talk about sentinels tonight because that is our theme for july um congratulations to everybody who finished rough trade um on time great job awesome 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 we did over a million words during the month of april with all the participants um out of the 81 that signed up only like seven or maybe eight didn't participate so that's a huge success um and uh the numbers were outrageous the 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 page views are ridiculous it's uh it was a very hectic very popular um theme and it will be quite a while before i do another harry potter theme on rough trade let's just say let's just say that because wow Holy shit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Hello. Hello. I'm say, Are sorry you in your advance. Car? Hello. I am. I'm on the hands-free. The, the problem with my family is, unlike hobbits where they have first breakfast and second breakfast, my family has first goodbyes, second goodbyes, third and fourth. And like third. a fifth one in the driveway? No, that was the one. We were at a restaurant, so we were all kind of getting into different cars. But when we're at my folks' place, you can go up to six. <laughs> you know, it's it's utterly ridiculous how much. And the thing is, is my family's from California. What the fuck? You know, it's not like we're from this, you know, tradition of long goodbyes and hugs and 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 you know, talking again. And nope, we just find everything to talk about right when we're standing got all our shit in our hands and it's all cutting into our hands because it's you know in bags and it's like <laughs> for the love of god go you know but then again i can't actually bitch because i did the same shit <laughs> <laughs> okay sentinel um sentinel tropes so the only one that i actually have goes back to um my love affair with with um King Arthur and the actual movie King Arthur, and I was thinking of having um, Lancelot and King Arthur be um, Sentinel and Guide, and right now it's a toss-up between who's who. You know, and Guinevere, I don't know, it was pointed out to me that she would make a hell of a Sentinel, and I don't know if I'm going to have two Sentinels, one Guide, if I'm going to have two Sentinels who are going to hash out the fact that, you know, I don't know probably going to end up being two sentinels one guide just because (laughs) 
Well, well in that case, I definitely it. vote for Lancelot to be the guide. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Of of all the people on there, he was, other than I think it was Galahad, or yeah, it was Galahad, who was the most sane out of the whole group. I mean, you can't use the word sane and Tristan in the same um, sentence in that movie. Jilly is in the chat room saying she agrees that it should be Lancelot. <laughs> and Tristan was a loon. Yes. Yes. He 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 is a very yeah, he'd make a good um good guide. You know, and the only thing is is I don't know is this going to be, you know, the guys are you know, going right along with their lives and they're, you know, a bonded pair. They come across, you know, Gwen and all of a sudden they've got room for another one. Or is this going to be everybody is latent until they meet up and then they explosively come online? What? You know? It will be really fun, actually, if Guinevere and Arthur were already married and neither, like, they were both online sentinels and they're trying to make that work because of politics. And along comes Lancelot, and they're like, oh, <laughs> there's our solution. Well that, well, that goes more back towards, I guess, the, 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 the original legends where Lancelot came to um, Camelot and was um, Arthur's knight that way instead of the um, movie, which I'm going with, which is Lance, Lancelot and Arthur grew up together, and then they tripped over Guinevere. Hmm. Yeah, you know. So ideas, ideas, ideas. Holy shit, I'm home first. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know what what else I want to do for cuz I don't want to do another Harry Potter. And I'm not real interested in doing a um, – sorry about that. Uh, I'm not real interested in doing a NCIS one either. You know, so – Why not Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? So, I'm sorry, What? What about Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Oh, it would probably be Hobbit. Jilly would like to point out um, that you've never written The Mothership, and this is a I deficiency. have never written. <laughs> this is deficiency. Hey. Okay. Everybody needs you to guys write Mothership. No, it's not my Mothership. It's a nice Mothership. But I'm sorry, it's not my mothership. It's everybody's mothership. <laughs> Look, it's a really pretty mothership, and I'll agree with that one. You know, if, if, you know, if I'm going to be enjoying... you say mothership, I hear motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Samuel L. Jackson. Um, <laughs> it's just the tone. It's just the tone. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything about that, but okay. Um... I don't, I don't have the urge for that one though. That's the problem. Um, so for me, 
Steve, Tony isn't really a thing. Um, if I have a mothership with Tony, it's got to be Ian. Megan, my heart hurts. Yeah, my friend's doing to me. Oh, I'm hurt so Jilly. sorry. You hurt me. Oh, you two can see. You two can suck it up. <laughs> okay. Stab us in the heart. Really? Seriously? I don't have any problems against the mothership. I just don't, I don't have any, I don't have any feelings one way or the other about, about Steve. He's not somebody I got utterly infatuated with. So. She's not online yet, no. She's still meandering through her house. Yes, actually, I was meandering through the house because I got um, my sister and my brother-in-law went up to Seattle, and I got a Starbucks cup from the first um, the first Starbucks, and my parents gave us. Well, Azure is posting adultery gifts in the um, chat room. Why is Asher? It's not a She's defiling the mothership. Yeah, my my parents gave us um, cookies. Yay for cookies! Really, yes, really rich, really horrible, really two two um, bags full of cookies, one bag for each of us because you know we we don't share, not well. I don't share well either, but I can't have cookies. I do have some sugar-free cookies, but they're not real cookies because I don't think anything no, sugar-free can even be a cookie. Maybe it's a biscuit. If it's not a cookie. Yeah, because I'm so, – well, my idea of a biscuit is, is – um, Buttermilk. Uh, no, shortbread. It is actually shortbread. It's shortbread covered in chocolate with no sugar. That's depressing. But okay. Look, Dano does not deserve Steve. Dano is a cheating douchebag who banged his ex-wife while she was married to another man and fathered a child. He's a douche. He does not deserve the beauty of Steve McGarrett. (laughs) Oh... Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I I can hear you say that. Um Let's see. Anyways. I'm back in the house. I've got There we go. Let's see. Quinoa and cheese. Oh god. Well, yes, my flagship is indeed Danny and Jack. <laughs> There's no feeling. You just are bossy, Julie. I was talking about how I dreamed or had a plot bunny where John and Jack go back in time and fuck everything up. I'm all for that. I was sitting there doing clapping noises as I was listening. Please, 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 I was please, like, please. Well, the 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 uh, the challenge for July is two short stories between 
15 and 20K. Um, that's always really kind of the boot camp format. One, one year we did three stories at 15K a piece. And as actually that was one of the most fun challenges for me as a writer. But as an organizer, it was a fucking nightmare. And I'm never doing that shit again. Yep, I remember that. I think I got two and a half, or I got, that was the year I did the one with um, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, and I got partway through. Yeah, we had Danny and Jack. 70 sign up stories each, and they each had to sign up with three oh, stories. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that here's was, the thing that was about WordPress. You can't import or export um, tags or um, categories. Like, I couldn't make an Excel spreadsheet and just export it into the tag system or to the ca- to the category system. I have to enter them in manually one at a time, 78 Hard. times three. Never oh, happening again. No. Never happening again. Um, yeah, that's a, nope. that's a hell no, but we won't go. Um, so, but as much as I enjoyed the three format as a writer, um, no. So, it'll just be two. Um, for now and forevermore, um, for July. And, uh, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, we actually joked about doing the three again and it would be like every author has their own category and it's just their author name. (laughs) Hell no. What the hell is this? Kira part one, Kira part two. Kira story one part one. I'll take that. Um, I ain't mad, Edie. I ain't mad at all. Me either. Thank you. It worked for me. I clicked on it. It was lovely. Worked for me. Mhm. I mean, the picture didn't show up in the chat room. No. But it was it was lovely nonetheless. I think it actually has to end mm-hmm. with a JPEG. Or a PNG um, to show up in the chat room. Are you stranded on your bed? <laughs> Jilly is stranded on the bed, the, the tall, the tall giant bed, and her water's on the other side of the room. She is Unfortunately. screwed. That is wedding. <laughs> she has to scale down the the guest bed. <laughs> It's actually really funny because I've had that experience, but I'm 5'3". It's even funnier when you realize that Julie is 5'9". Uh-huh. <laughs> How tall is this bed? <laughs> well, she says it's 32 inches. Is that 32 inches to the bottom of the mattress or the top of the mattress? She's 5'10". Julie and I are the same height. Me. She's 5'10". Yeah. Now, for me, at 5'3", yeah, I mean, some beds are just too tall, and I have to scoot up on them. But for Jilly to be 5'10", this this bed must, <laughs> must be three or four feet between uh-huh. the floor and the bottom of the frame. That's ridiculous. I'd need a ladder, too, Tina. I would. There's no way. I need those little dog steps. That give, you get little dogs, you know, in that, that commercial with the they little dogs too fat to get off the bed. Huh? They have ramps, too. Yeah, I need a ramp. That'd be good, a ramp. No, I'd fall off a ramp. Steps are probably a better yeah. idea. And I might need a rail, a handrail. 
Without bedding, it's 32 to 33 inches to the top of the mattress. God damn. From, okay. Not from the floor, but from... <laughs> <laughs> it would be up to my hip. <laughs> and more like right below your ribs, I think. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I would definitely... I would have to have a step stool or maybe a chair. <laughs> Both. Yeah. I had to Laura Crawford up that shit. I have to scale the wall. <laughs> you know, they, they've got the job um, Yes. Oh, it's on wheels. They don't have brakes on a wood floor. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I think Talking her parents show, are actually planting her demise. I, I just knew you were coming in. Planning. Be careful. Your parents could be up to something. <laughs> They're going to hold you hostage or some shit. <laughs> well, I guess the, the question is, does the bed fit through the door? Hello. Now, that's an interesting image. No, the image that I have up on my screen that you don't want to see. The husband is on, by the way. <clears throat> no. They can hear me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. One day, when I meet him, uh-huh. and I sucker punch him, he better not be surprised. Oh, that's just an insult, and I know this. <laughs> <laughs> it was not an insult. She's going to sucker punch you if we ever meet. So just deal with the, the, the thought right now. And you should not be surprised. And you should not be surprised by this. Oh. <laughs> no, you can't hit my friend. No. I'll, I'll hit you. Bullshit. Oh, you hit me? I hit I'm her. Five, no, three. I, she, she hits you. You try. I, I will take out your nuts. <laughs> It'd be like hitting a hobbit for him. <laughs> As he's, there isn't any. As she says, it'd be like hitting a hobbit. She's that tiny. I'll kick her. No. <laughs> <sighs> so is he, Azure. So That's is he. Um, I um, I've actually had I have I've been carrying a notebook around, and I have a whole bunch of ideas, but absolutely none of them mm-hmm. are. Um, either a fit for the theme or they're too long for the theme. Um, my favorite mm-hmm. I currently in my book is labeled hold on, let me get there. Was that Let's the one that you see. told us about in, in chat? Label number 47 or whatever it was? It is 47. So, idea 47, which is absolutely not going to work for July, is that in the Chamber of Secrets, um, instead of Harry getting bitten by the snake, um, he ends up meeting a revenant in the chamber, and it's Salazar Slytherin, and he agrees to anchor Salazar, and when he does, the snake stops trying to kill him, and they destroy the I'm go um, dives together. And then mm-hmm. he leaves the chamber and doesn't tell anyone 
that he anchored Salazar Slytherin. Hmm. The thing is, is I have quite a few ideas for the Revenant um, um, uh, <sighs> concept that I created. But my problem with, with right. that is, is that people keep asking me where the original source material is, and it makes and it's so insulting. Um, and yeah. they keep... It's like they can't believe the idea is mine, so therefore there must be an original source, and they want it. And and if it happened once, I could overlook it. But it has happened no less than 50 times since I posted Revenant, um, the SGA Revenant on Rough Trade. It happened repeatedly during the challenge. It's a little ridiculous that I just I, I don't get because you flat out stated in the story that you know this is this is your idea you came up with it all on your own this is not from some source material um, and you know suck it up buttercup type thing you are the source material for this okay there is no alternate sweet. source material for these people. It's annoying and insulting, and so it's really hard to to work even on Revenant itself, which is why it's on um, why it is currently on Wild Hair, um, because I I just wanted to put it out there. Um, Frankly, for a couple of different reasons. Well, yeah, and then, gonna... like I don't mean steal it, but you know the thing is, people so many people question me about where I got the idea from that it was like I need to put it out here somewhere so I have evidence that I... Your credit for... It's it's so weird. I can't even explain my thinking on it. It's just really frustrating. It was just really frustrating. You wanted it to to be out there so that way the original idea that you had, um, when people got inspired by it, it, the, the... Time date stamp on that original idea would be well before anybody was was doing anything else with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's maybe it's ego, and uh, you know, honestly, I am at a stage in my life where I like to think that I don't let my ego get in the way of my work. Um, but in this particular instance, I I think it's just. Um, Apollo. Yes. Mhm. Yeah, I, I also did post it on um, Wild Hair. So um, there was a someone who did a revenant trope, um, who um, um, who did a revenant story for Rough Trade, and I wanted her to have a place to link to, um, so that she wouldn't get grief or crap from it. I don't know if she actually did or not, but um, it, it's just, you know, honestly. Um, I love tropes, and um, I just I, I love fan fiction, and I, I love trying to twist canon and do original things with it. It just it never crossed my mind that a large portion of my readers really didn't think I was creative. Yeah, that one I don't get because you know it's it, most of us will use, I guess, ideas that that. Um, are rather rather prevalent, but you know you still have to change it to fit what you're doing. You still have to make it new. 
sometimes the tropes are a little tired, but you're still putting new life into them. You know, it, it, I don't get it either. Yeah, I really don't. Anyway, I don't want to harp on it. I don't, but it was just, um, so I actually had two different ideas for our Harry Potter Revenant story, and that one is the, the Salazar Slytherin one. Slytherin one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, Edie, but that's just how I feel. I, I feel like there's this, this section of my readers that are just completely incapable of of recognizing that I'm capable of, of an original idea that and you know the thing is, is last year I put out synthetic, which I thought was really, really, oh my you God. know, a, dra- a, mm-hmm. a dramatic departure from anything else I'd ever written. And no one was asking me where I got that shit from. <laughs> no one's questioned my original character work. I, no. But for some reason... I don't know what it was about the Revenant concept, but people were so um, but it was a mixture of of being captivated, but also maybe greedy. Like I didn't uh, have enough of it, and they wanted more, so they were hoping that it wasn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was. It was just. It was really frustrating. Um, it was a very frustrating experience. In fact, even like even a week ago, I had somebody on my site asking me where the original, um, where the source material was for Revenant. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and someone did try to compare it to several different things to find my inspiration mm-hmm. for Revenant. And let me share with you the actual inspiration for Revenant. There's a song, and it's a country song, and it's called The High Woman. And I was listening to it one night, and I was talking to Jillian Chat, and I had this idea. Like, what if these eternal spirits We're moving through life over and over and over again. And, and, and if you go to YouTube and pick it up, it's um, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, and um, Merle Haggard, I believe. No, I can't remember the other one. There, there's four of them. Um, and it's a story. And it's a song about. Um, it's, all, it's it's kind of about reincarnation, actually, and so that was literally insp- um, the inspiration for Revenant, a a, con- an, a really old country song that I listened to one night, hmm. and I was like, <sighs> not exactly the normal um, thing to spark you because I, I don't know you to do songsick <laughs> or anything, but you know, still, Waylon Jennings. Ooh. Waylon Jennings, thank you. Here's your thing. You know, I... But they're each telling a story about how they lived in the past and died, but they continue on. And it's a huh. great, it's a great song. And um, 
And um, that was just that was the that was the that is the only inspiration for the Revenant. I was talking with Julia about it, and I thought, wouldn't this be cool? And then it just kind of developed from there. And that's really all it was. I mean, it, it wasn't anything more than that. You never know so how what, what an idea how how an idea is going to no. spark. I will admit, I sometimes get them just from listening to you guys talk. You know. Um, I've written stuff down. I'm over at my folks' place. I write stuff down every once in a while. That gets some interesting reactions. Um, you know, it's... But my favorite stanza in that song is about the dam builder. He says, I was a dam builder across the river deep and wide where steel and water did collide in a place called Boulder in wild Colorado. I slipped and fell into a wet concrete below and they buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound, but I'm still around. I'll always be around and around and around and around. Ooh. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And it was just like this, I just had kind of like this, this epiphany. And that's where the Revenant comes from, and that is the only place that it comes from, that song. Um, huh. And that actually, I'm actually very cool. close to calling it the Highwayman, but it, it really didn't fit the, um, like my story but it really didn't fit the mm-hmm. um, the the eternal spirit that I chose, so I I, I just went with Revenant. Um, but um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That that's the entire inspiration for Revenant. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to I that right now, but it will be end of my actually. But I don't do song fic. I didn't even know song fic was actually a fucking thing until I I looked it up one night. Um, but I do find music very inspiring. I I will listen to music. I will play, you know, have it playing in my background. Um, I'll be honest and say that um, if I'm at home by myself and um, I got a couple hours just to let it run. I'll pop in um, a movie or um, the Lord of the Rings um, uh, behind the scenes stuff and just let that play as I write because for me, it's a really nice soothing background. What drives my husband bonkers is when I sit there and he's watching me and I'm actually, you know, saying that the, as everybody's talking, I'm, saying the same thing they're saying on the screen. <laughs> I've watched them a couple billion times. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I have a whole bunch of ideas, and, and um, none of them are, um, <sighs> number one, I know I can't write Harry Potter, because I'm not sure. No. I mean, I've done it twice, but both times they were, um, um, I... I really had to to really Throttle ride yourself. hard on my um, word economics. Um, and mm-hmm. I, in the short format, I'm I'm the most comfortable in Stargate. Okay. Um, thinking about doing two different SGA ones, one with a girl McKay, and um, one with a male McKay. Um, but okay. I've also got an idea for a Penelope Garcia fic where she's a guide and Ian Edgerton is her sentinel. And how they work is that she keeps an open line in her headset for him. Okay. So whenever, so he, 
like if if he's you know a hundred miles away from her, or if he's out in the field hunting somebody, he can turn this on and he hears his guide and and she and he just listens to her day. Well, mm-hmm. my idea is is that he's actually in the navy yard and as a as a habit, he turns on his mic, um, you know, to listen to his guide while he's doing something like he's training somebody or people. something, and he hears. Penelope interacting with somebody who's come into the um and it's basically an AU of Penelope, which is the episode where she gets shot. Um mm-hmm. but instead of her doing it um on the sly, she actually has an official program that she works with a, de- a detective in a local in the local area and a uniformed cop comes in to talk about to her about her program and it's the killer. And mm. Penelope's a guide, and the guy doesn't know it. So the moment she sets eyes on him, she knows he's wrong. She knows he is wrong. Yeah. And so she's giving all kinds of code words through her headset, hoping, hoping her sentinel is going to hear this, and he does. And he comes over there. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that and, he would have broken the sound barrier to get across to her. And and shit gets real. <laughs> Shit gets very real. Shit gets huh. real. So that sounds actually really interesting. <laughs> you know, um, I do have a little thick with um, with um, with Ian, and I like it a lot. Um, so uh, I, I find that idea really interesting. Just like it's kind of more like. Um, they're already bonded. They've already figured out how to make their shit work for them. Um, everything's going really smoothly. Then this dude comes into it's her not- workplace in a place where she's supposed to be safe. And proceeds to not Ian be don't play that. <laughs> That's no. just not. That You're is not, not going to happen. In- You're, you need no. to back the fuck. So, but yeah. Um, so there's that. And um, I like that idea. I mean, I think it would be really interesting because I think there would also be there'd be a fair amount of fallout, you know, from somebody letting this asshole in. You know, how did he get? Well, I let that asshole in all the way in because he was in uniform and had a badge. He got all yeah. the way to the BAU in Cannon. JJ mm-hmm. shot him in Cannon. And I'm like, really? This dude with this, with this, he got all the way up there. And now he did. I think he actually was escorted up there. I don't. I don't no, watch that episode. I'll have to watch the uh, episode, but I don't want to see her get shot. So I might just watch the last ten minutes of it. <laughs> I don't say that. Yeah, blame you for that. He was escorted. So I mean, he gets escorted up there to talk to Hotchner, and. Penelope's mm-hmm. actually in her apartment, and she ends up seeing him on security footage. Hmm. And, yeah, she is shot in the episode before. And the, and the episode of Penelope is them investigating her shooting. Um, and then J.J. shoots him through the window. But if she was officially involved in this project and it wasn't something she was doing on the sly because she's a guide 
um, and she's kind of wrangled herself into this position where she can, you know, do uh, charity work in the local area to, to help families and murder mm-hmm. victims. And it it opens it up a little bit because she's also not going to be susceptible to him hitting on her. Yeah, he was, dead, he was actually a police officer. Um, and um, so he would have a hard time getting her alone to shoot her. But anyway, it's just I had this idea that um, that she's in the FBI, and he comes calling, basically to see what kind of information they have and if if she's a threat. And she notices right off that he's a real problem, and she sets there. Um, well, wouldn't Ian have noticed through any bond that they have that she's going bonkers? Depending well, yeah, on how you do this. He's already on the line with her. He's he, um, he's been listening to her okay. all morning. But um uh-huh. yeah, I mean okay. but the thing is is that with Penelope's job, he would have had to get used to her being distressed sometimes, being upset, mm-hmm. worried, um seeing something horrific right. in the file. Um, so there would be a lot of emotions that she'd be pumping out on a regular basis that he would have to kind of assimilate to get used to considering what she does for okay. a living. And he would, and, and she enough. would too. I mean, um, she would have to deal with um, his adrenaline rushes, adrenaline rushes, his his, um, his, um, his aggression when he's hunting. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that whole cool the cucumber thing he does when he gets ready to shoot somebody. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would have to yeah. be. There's a lot of emotional. Um, Uh, hoops for them to go through, which is why I'd like to approach the relationship after they're settled, because um, okay. getting them settled and bonded would be a big fix. It would be, it would be huge because um, Ian is very tight and very contained, and Penelope is not. <laughs> <laughs> and there would also be the you know the um, the wrangling about him being in the field without her. Can he do this? How are they going to work that out? So approaching them after they're already bonded, after they're already settled, they've been together for a couple of years, everything's worked out, um, and they're just living their life, doing their thing, and this dude does something put dumb. Them, put <laughs> Dumber. Very dumb. Than what he's already done. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. I think the massively stupid, you know. Uh, now, my other idea, um, that my Stargate idea, um, that's um, pretty unique for me because I don't normally write um, this particular kind of Sentinel, and it's this. <clears throat> this, is, this is what I've written. This is idea 27. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay. It's accepted as fact that Jim Ellison is the only urban sentinel. 27 local, national, and international laws protect him and any that might come after him. John Shepard gets captured by terrorists and all hell breaks loose. The military don't know what to do with him after he comes online, and Jack O'Neill offers him a position at the SGC. 
Huh. Um, so now, wait a I'm going to ask, what do you mean by urban military. Sentinel? John, John is. No. Um, not sentinels in rural primitive situations. South America, okay. Africa, they're, tri- they're, um, they're tribal. Jim is the only one in an urban city, the only one to ever stay in an urban city. And so he's not any, acting. Any others that have come online have left? Or they haven't come online. This is, it's, it's very okay. different from what I'm normally right. Um, yes. The, he's, they accept that he's the only one. And he's not active military. Okay. John comes online. He's active military. They don't know what to do with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what do we do? <laughs> How'd you get that guy, Jim? How'd that work out? <laughs> we need to get uh, this guy one. We don't know where to get some. <laughs> can we, yeah. can we Would look that be... to advertisement? <laughs> How's that going to work? So it was Would just something that I was work? about. Because I normally yeah. always write, you know, the Sentinels are known and plentiful. Um, but what if uh-huh. they're known and Jim's really the only Rare. one? I mean, that there are some in, you know, tribal situations in, like in the outback or, you know, in Africa or, um, mm-hmm. like, remote locations, Tibet, you know, places like that. Um, but... To have one come online while on active military duty and they have all these rules and regulations about what you can and cannot do to a sentinel. <laughs> like, what do we oh. do with him? We can't tell him he can't do this and we can't ask him to do this. Um, what would you like to do, Major Shepard? <laughs> oh, and that would jail. go over like a brick. <laughs> right, because, yeah, we don't want to go to jail. <laughs> what would you like to do (laughs) yeah who is that Hmm. in that picture with him oh Granger Hmm. I'm 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 on board that train I'm 100% on board that train I'm Hmm. I actually have not watched enough numbers to do more than um, get some idea of who the various characters are. You know, um, hmm. It's a pretty train. Yes, it is. I had to come up with a second idea. But I don't think any of those ideas that I have are small enough. In fact, I have one idea that after I wrote it down, I put a little parenthesis beside it and wrote LOL. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I'm oh. 50K right there. I don't even know what I was thinking writing that shit down. Oh, I also had um, the Penelope Ian idea would be short. Um, uh-huh. Uh so that's kind of like on my list is um, a pretty good. Um, uh, it's on my short list. Um, so, but um, I have a really interesting idea for a Harry Potter Sentinel story that would not be 
it would be nothing less than fifty k. Um, is I, you know, I was talking about doing um, spirit guides that can talk to their sentinel or guide. Um, uh-huh. That's really interesting, kind of like you know, um, playing with the demon concept from his dark materials. And but this is something separate. Right. Like, what if? Okay, just in a regular sentinel situation where spirit guides can't really talk to their sentinels, but what if Harry Sentinel? Um, what if Harry Spirit Guide was a snake? because uh, huh. he can talk to snakes. Right. So I was thinking, what would happen if Harry Potter came online, um, and his spirit animal was a Ruda? Which is a Japanese dragon snake. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For some reason, I was thinking rune spore. Yeah, those things are are crazy. Um, The rudium, um, that would be interesting. Oh, well, I'd ride a rune spore. I don't know where he would sort when he got to Hogwarts. (laughs) But it would be interesting. I don't know how many of his classmates would live. Just the ones that didn't get in his way. Hufflepuff <laughs> then. <laughs> because there, there isn't, there's not a single one of your Harrys who is not um, going to be friends with Hermione. And so, you know, anybody who is mean to that girl, which would probably be um, parts of, of Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, um, it's been lovely knowing you. I'm sorry for your parents. <laughs> Would you like a nice funeral? Close, co- uh, close coffin? Yeah. Well, Ron would be dead. Draco would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of them learned for their mistakes, so I, I agree that you're probably right. I don't think either one of them would survive it. Um, no. but, um, yeah, so I have all these little ideas, all these big ideas and nothing little. Um, and, um, but I also have, I have some motherships. Um, I have one where Steve is a, is a online sentinel and he's been online for a while, but he can't find a guide and, and he, and he's doing his best and his team is supporting him. And he goes on board the Seahawk. Tony is the NCIS agent afloat. Mm-hmm. And they see each other, and presto changeo, one online. No, he doesn't see him. He smells him. He smells him. And then he hunts him on that ship. (laughs) Like, there you are. I have been looking for you, dude. (laughs) Where have you been? Where Steve comes online as a guide, but when he doesn't make a match, the Navy puts him in reserves. And he ends up back in Hawaii, and his dad's still alive, and his governor and, and the governor asked him to do the task force. And um, mm. so he's doing the task force. He's on the island. His dad's alive. And then Tony takes a vacation to Hawaii. <laughs> uh-huh. And Tony's an online sentinel. Okay. That would be a bit different. I had this idea that um, 
that somehow Tony's records um, had, are flagged in such a way that he doesn't get matches. And I don't know who to blame for it. Oh, Abby. I'm leaning towards Tim, actually. Oh. Jealousy? Well, you know, it could be that, um, how about this, uh, one of the undercovers that, that Tony did, Abby flagged it because, you know, it's, it, they don't want him to get interrupted while he's on that, that undercover. And when you gave me an idea. Tony comes back, Tim's supposed to, Tim's supposed to unflag it, or you know Tim's supposed to flag it and unflag it, and he never does. Jenny Shepard did it so that it wouldn't interfere with her Benoit op, and didn't well, no, tell he Tony. Well, no, he would have he would have he would have clued in the fact that that she's a raging asshole and and lying through her fucking teeth. Because she he was. did in the beginning. The thing is, even without being a sentinel or a guide, he already knew that she was lying through her teeth. Yeah. Tony's a very political but animal. He, would have... he he went into that situation knowing it was fucked up, knowing it was off the books. Yes. Well, how about this then? It's um the the flag happens. Because, or she uh, because doesn't Tim puts it punish on. him because he says no. Or, well, in, in some ways to keep the, the to use that, but you know, Tim um, Tim has the flag on there with the changeover to Madame Director. He goes up and says, "Hey, you know, um, you know, this needs to be done." You know, I for whatever reason, and she says, leave it. I think he would say no, too, but he would have the standing at that point to be able to say no, in which case I can see her keeping that... um, that thing on his records to keep him from getting a match because he said no to her. I can see her doing it out of revenge. Yeah. And potentially it might also keep um, conservators from from being there to assist him, depending on how badly they fuck that up. Yeah, he definitely would have. T- I, I can see Tim doing it, and 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 he was my first, you know, either out of jealousy or just because he's being an asshole. Um, during that time period where um, Tony's in charge of the mm-hmm. team. Um, but uh, yeah, I I did want there to be kind of like a. Hmm. <laughs> no, Jelly, there's no or yeah. Oh, oh, she's gonna give me a plot hole. Oh no. Your plot's all flat and junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
a hole in your entire plot chasm. Okay. Let's not put the Grand Canyon in the middle of my short story. I've only got one real story idea. And I think I had Gawain and Galahad also being a, a pair, a Sentinel and Guide pair. Hmm. Where are my fandoms? I like the idea of doing like know. a rare pair or a small fandom. Uh, I think one of my favorite stories that you've ever written is the Scarecrow and Mrs. King one. I suppose I could yeah, revisit I that and, and go... Uh-huh. That's quite nice. I liked it. Did I ever put that bloody thing up? I don't remember <laughs> if I put that thing up. I don't know if you did either. I mean, I have my own copy, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Let's see, Harry Potter. I'm actually looking to see, you know, um, what I've got. <laughs> Did you see what Julie just posted in the chat room? Oh my God! I would give them an epic boner if I gave if I if I put those two together. Um. But the thing is, is Tristan is so bleeding feral. You know, he's... And? Sentinel of his era. Yeah, he would be uh, indeed that. Well, you got to think about um, environmental factors when it comes to a Sentinel. If you put a Sentinel in an environment Mm -hmm. where they're in a near constant state of war... Mhm. You get Hmm. You get a feral sentinel. Or you get someone like Riddick. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you don't have to eat people, I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> we just Tristan's gotta have a lot. Eat them. <laughs> he just doesn't mind killing them in an them. unfun way. In an unfun way, you know. Look, Tristan's the guess type that's of guy who I can legitimately. <laughs> Tristan's the type of guy who I can legitimately see finding a nice sharp steak. And fitting it with a new decoration. Ahead. And then walking away as it screams. Because he's just <laughs> got that. Fine. Looks like I'm doing King Arthur for the win this time. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Put a little note on there about the no cannibalism. <laughs> oh, no. There's, there's no. Nope. No cannibalism. 
Okay. Is it Tristan and Galahad or Tristan and Gawain? Okay, hang on. Jilly's saying Galahad. Trust her. <laughs> trust the Jilly. Trust the Jilly. <laughs> Jilly, I always trust you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not remembering. It. I, I have I to get the face. Totally, right. I just totally had a whole Charlie's Angel, Charlie Angel flashback. The Chad. <laughs> Was it the Chad? <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's go. The Chad was great. <laughs> you are so, you got problems, dearest. You really do. Okay, so let's see. Well, you it's, know what? You claimed me as your best friend. What does it say about you? <laughs> oh, I'm just fucking nuts. Don't worry about that. The Chad was great. <laughs> Uh, not my oh. my fandom, dear. Nicholson. Okay. And Hugh Dancy. Okay. So. I think I'm going to do... I think I'm going to want to do the Tristan Galahad first. Okay. And have them horrifically be the old married couple. <laughs> and have um, Galahad's not going to be an or not Galahad. Um, Lancelot's not going to be an active guide, and um, Arthur's not going to be an active sentinel. They won't. They won't blow, although they've been flirting with it. Until they they meet Gwen, I think. <laughs> I think it's the strangest sentence I've ever read from you, too. <laughs> Do you want to read that, or should I? Um. Okay, I'll say it. Julie says in the chat room, "I think I may be developing a delicate little lady boner for this idea." I should go on record and say there's nothing delicate or little about my boner. <laughs> my theoretical dick is huge. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. And we're going to do images. Yeah, Kira Knightley in this particular movie. She um, was definitely not a delicate flower. How the hell totally do you do an image flower. to actually show up in here? Um, you know that little uh, paint for, um, paint palette thing right next to the logout thing? When you click on oh. that, there's two two things that pop up. One's for that it. has the play icon. One doesn't. Okay. Oh, I see it. Uh-huh. Am I going to have to finally look that thing up? Okay. Let's see. So, 
That's a sentinel who's about to kick somebody's ass. That is indeed. Oh, yeah. She also has no tits. She commented that because she was really uh, peeved about the um, photoshopping that happened. She was also really excited about getting cleavage in um, one of the Caribbean movies because they gave her makeup on her tits to give her cleavage, and she was real pleased. (laughs) Yeah. Barbara, that is the most. <laughs> that is aw- That is actually the most awesome thing you've ever said in the chat room. <laughs> For those of you who are on the podcast, she said, "I am missing posts. I have no boner post." <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> no boner post. Yeah, there's, I think that's the image I like of the three of them the best. It's a great image. They're all armed. They're they're all fairly fair. Huh? That's good cover art. Yes, it is. Let's see. Save image. No boner (sighs) post. No boner post. July 2018. (sighs) Okay. <laughs> no, actually, I'm actually trying to find a picture of um, Tristan and to, you know, this is like um, inspiration. Very much so, actually. <laughs> how a pantser avoids plotting number seven forty two. That is exactly how a pantser avoids plotting. Research and looking I'm gonna at have images. a plot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will. Pat, I'll pat you. In your little plot. <laughs> You condescending little pain in my ass. (laughs) Don't bring my height into this. (laughs) Speaking of little, I am practically the incredibly shrinking woman over here. I have shed 17 pounds since March 23rd. Good job. Good job. I, that medication is, I don't, I, 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 I hope it stops at some point. They'll be like, oh, look, there she, oh, there she went. <laughs> All of a sudden, there'll, there'll be a day where we'll just hear this, and off you go, floating along. But, yeah, 17 pounds. Um, that's, that's, I average of two pounds a week. Mm-hmm. Tr- um, Desert, in this case, yes, Tristan would be the sentinel because the character of him in the movie, he's, He's got absolutely no problem with killing everybody who gets in his way. And Galahad, not so much. <laughs> yes. You know, I think that's what I'm, I'm going to be thinking of next time I think of, of anybody throwing knives, you know, 
but referencing back to the King Arthur um, Harry Potter mix I did, Tristan is the first black. That's who I had for the base of the family black. I love the 13th Warrior. It is actually one of my favorite movies. Mm hmm. It does have great mm. eye candy. I, I can't deny that. Um, my favorite is Small Blonde Viking, like, the one that lives. Um, he's my favorite. Um, I forget his name. I think I've watched it, but I haven't watched it recently. Yeah. <laughs> Mhm. Yeah. You know what? You know, I'm not one to disparage people's fandoms, but it takes a special breed to read and write in the Hannibal fandom, especially if mm-hmm. you're true Kenneth. <laughs> Whoa, oh my gracious! Yes. <laughs> wow. Yep. Also, Keith comes with his own spirit animal. <laughs> you well, gotta he's got one already. Stern, you got to made a seriously stern stuff to read canon Hannibal fanfic. I mean, like, you know, based uh-huh. on canon events. Because, damn. I really enjoyed the show. Um, I don't read the fanfic. I... There's only so much I can think about. On the other side, <laughs> I'm supposed to for the murder husbands. I I just I I can't handle the cannibalism. That's just point blank. I really genuinely cannot handle the cannibalism part. Um, it was difficult to watch the show. Whenever he ate or fed people, but I'm like, oh my god, is he feeding them a person? You never know for sure, right? If he's feeding somebody a person or not, or if he's eating a person, you just don't know. If somebody got rude to him that day, and they killed, and he killed them and ate them. You don't know. And so every time you see Phil in that show, you're thinking, oh shit, is that human? <laughs> oh my god, no, there's there, Mm-mm. nope. Thanks, Pat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's it's, it's really difficult to 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 watch them eat because you don't. I mean, you know, realistically, that these actors are not eating people, but the characters could very well be eating people, <laughs> and you uh-huh. don't know. And the first time Hannibal feeds Will, he brings food to Will's house, and Will's eating it. And so like, this is just really great. I'm really enjoying. I'm like, oh God, stop, Will, stop. <laughs> it could be people. You could be eating people. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. Yep. It's just, it's, 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 wow. It's, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and, um, yeah, um, <sighs> you know, here dancing has got some really nice legs. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Mhm. 
But um, it's a very let's, good looking let's, man. Let's, let's get away from the the eating people and <laughs> talk about something else. <laughs> no, really, he has really nice legs. <laughs> Go, Claire Danes. That's her man, right, Claire Danes? I don't know, actually. Huh. I have I have two ideas now, thank you. And they're probably going to be interconnected insofar as um Tristan and and Gawain are going to go first and then I will do um um this reason. That would be really awesome Hello. actually to write kind of um one story and then a sequel or a companion piece to another. That actually is, that mm-hmm. would be really entertaining because, well, they have to stay on their own individually, but that would be pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think what it's going to happen is I've watched, I've watched this movie, you know, umpteen zillion times. So what I think is going to happen is um, the, 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 Sarmatian knights are brought to England as children or uh, young teens. So I figure um, Tristan and Gawain will bond first on their trip out and be too young to do anything, really, other than, you know, cuddle and be together and, and, you know, try and make it so that that way they get through. And... somehow uh, figure out, what, you know, how to get that to 15K, uh, wrap a, a plot and a story around that, and then, you know, 10 years later, 10, 20 years later, or however long it happens to be, I don't remember right off the top of my head, um, their time is winding down, and they have to make a decision, you know, do we stay or do we go? And that may be part of the pressure that, that pulls Lance, Lancelot online, which in turn pulls Arthur, and Guinevere comes online because of her trauma. That could work. Is he, is he playing a game? He's playing a game. He's playing <laughs> some... Um, it's not a first-person shooter, but it's one of those questing games where you have various things. I think right now he's playing a necromancer, maybe. I don't know. I stopped paying attention somewhere along the lines. And he's playing with his best friend. And to be brutal about it, every time I read a story where two guys are talking or are, are playing a video game together and they're talking smack and, and there's a whole bunch of curses and four-letter words going around, all I hear is my husband and his best friend talking. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because I like the idea of the, and... of the two stories that are connected. I, I do. I, I like it a mm-hmm. lot. Um... I figure I'm going to put enough time period between the two that I can get away with it. Because it's going to be The initial bonding and everything is great, and then from there, you know, years and years later, 
we have everything else happening. And for those people who want to see who the enemies are, it's these lovely folks. I think a lot of rabbits sacrifice themselves for their furs. But uh, hopefully it's actually fake fur, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's fake fur, but you know. Yes, he does make a hell of a good villain. You know, if I did Stargate, I could do McKay Shepard and Evan Lorne and what? I don't know. Evan Lorne, who? I know. That's where I paused because um, I like the idea of of riding Evan and Matt. It's um, and I like. it's very comfortable, but uh, getting Matt on to Atlantis um, in 20K could be iffy. Um, I like the, I had an idea where John comes online after they're on Atlantis, and McKay's the only guide. So they bond for just to keep... John from going off the deep end and they're um, and, and, and they're working out and everything is fine but when they come back to Earth the Sentinel Guide Center in um, the U.S. offers John a, a, a guide search because they know nothing about McKay um, McKay is um, Canadian, he does, he's not part of their system mm-hmm. they assume the bond is not a good match and John's like you want to do what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Say what oh, again? So Repeat it's again, all after? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to back up and yeah. start this conversation again? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen to yeah. mm, Something tells me that would not be an acceptable um, thing. I um on Parish. I wrote um Parish with Radic Zelenka in the Sentinels of Atlantis mm-hmm. and I accidentally kinda OTP'd myself when it comes to that because I really can't picture Parish with anybody but Zelenka. Although I compare Zelenka with Miko and I did it in Atlantean Legacy. It's like Parish Zelenka. <laughs> it was just it just I don't even know how I did it to myself. I, I don't even know. Um but um it, it was when I was writing, um, I think their first sex scene, and I was just like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then I'm. It was done. It's a done deal. I can't. I don't know what it is. Hmm. One of the most difficult scenes I've actually um, uh, approached was the sex scene in. Emotional clockwork where John has sex with somebody besides McKay. And I yeah. I didn't want to write it. I, I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then when I wrote it, it was super easy. I was like, what? 
I had all well, these you built it up all in your head. And then it was like nothing. It was like, but sex comes really easy to me anyway. And I shouldn't have, I don't know why I was, it was uh, the thing. And honestly, it's probably one well, of the yeah. hardest sex I've ever written. <laughs> mm-hmm. That didn't involve, that didn't involve bondage equipment. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to disagree, you know. Um <sighs> Oh, I know what the okay. Thank you. You just got me bunnied. Excuse me real quick. And I'm going to be sitting here and typing for a quick second. I I've got at least the end of this particular thick with Tristan and, and Gawain. Galahad, whatever the hell it is. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to have this. I'm, yeah. Well, I figure it's going to start with them meeting up on the, the trip out. Yeah, I know, Galahad. Okay, it's our, it, says so, it says Galahad on the thing. Um, <laughs> but they, they meet up on the trip. They, they're both, I'll have them be 13. Um, and... So they spend three years training, and they don't do anything until they're 16, and then that's when they go from being a platonic bond to um, going somewhere else. So. Oh. Oh. Oh, Okay. Okay. So, I think I'll do a McKay mm-hmm. Shepard, and then I'll do a Tony okay. Dinozo on Atlantis, um, who comes online and matches with Steve McGarrett, um, who's still a Navy SEAL. It's going to take out all the Hawaii Five-O cannon, wipe it away. And so, my qu- Steve, my question for you Steve, though goes to Atlantis. Good. Well, I was just thinking, um, if, if Tony, would this be when they are on Earth that he comes online? And that facilitates the, the ease of the search? I don't know. I'll have to think about it and do some plotting. I'll have to I'll have to pick several plot points and do my ramifications to see how um how that will play out. Mm-hmm. Um it isn't something I'd want to do on the air since I don't like to plot things I'm actually gonna write for a trade on on the air. Um but uh because various starting points and various locations come with ramifications. Mm-hmm. Right. And also and, time and period. So like if I do it before um okay, say I have to get my timeline before out. Before he gets assigned, before he gets assigned to, to hunt the Hess brothers? Guru. Um, the dead air takes place before John McGarrett is killed? After. Okay, after. Um, boxed in. Boxed in. 
that's a good reason to leave. Where is my timeline? It's Jilly's timeline. Um, okay, so box in is October 2006, and Hawaii 5 starts in 2010. Mm-hmm. So Steve would probably still be an active duty SEAL. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And let's see, that puts it, 2006, that's, um, is that two years into the expedition? I'm double checking. Hmm, season one is 2004, 2005. Okay, so, yes, that's roughly two years in. Okay, so that works, actually. Um, John could request an NCIS agent, and Tony Mm -hmm. agrees to take the assignment after box in. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... Would he have a lovely stop, pit stop with um, Vala and her her little hand thingy of healing? Because Boxton, if I remember right, there's a fire in there and he's breathing smoke. He's also been shot at Boxton, right? He's got a bullet wound? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now suddenly I want to read if found. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. That's a that's a headcanon that I'll take. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it would be interesting because that pulls Steve off, and that keeps John McGarrett alive theoretically. Um, because the only because uh-huh. John, let's see the thing is, is there's there's a convoluted mess there because the Hess brothers were working for Wofat and Wofat's crime boss, um on the Big Island and John was investigating them. So it's entirely possible that Wofat might have John McGarrett killed anyway. But it wouldn't be related to Steve hunting the Hess brothers. Well, that would pull them back to Earth eventually if you continue on with anything like that. Eventually, yes. That's um, That would be four years down the road. Mm-hmm. Steve wouldn't be the one to catch um, Anton Hess, and so Victor wouldn't need leverage against him. That doesn't mean that John McGarrett wouldn't end up in Wolfett's crosshairs eventually, anyway, um, because of right. the governor and their but it would their be shady ass association. Mm-hmm. But it could play out differently. That's the thing about when you when you remove a player from the field, it's going to ripple out in ways that. Um, you know, chaos theory. You you can't really control it. Yeah. Well, you well, you you can as a writer, but you can you can you can say, okay, this this and this. Can... Right. So what and, happens and, and if we remove to... Tony during boxed in? 
um, at NCIS. You know, there's there's a lot of shit that goes down after Boxed In um, um, because well, I don't think I don't think Gibbs will live. No, I I, I think that actually it could be. Um, no, I don't think that he would. No, it it would just it would be different because the thing is, is that Tony Boxed in a lot in. of ways during that time period was kind of a um, a calming factor for Gibbs. Well, no, what I'm talking about is if I remember right, Boxton happened before the explosion where Gibbs went on his Mexican siesta. Yeah, yeah. Boxton is episode twelve of season three. Hiatus is episode. 23 and hiatus part two is episode 24. Right. So yeah, Boxton happens and everything goes through and Tony, you know, says, Hey, look, I'm, I'm taking a lateral transfer and, you know, fuck you all with a, with a, um, uh, a, a spike, you know, and off we go. But what I'm thinking is if things continue um, relatively the same with, with the, the, the cases that happened, um, Requiem is pretty sure the one where he almost drowns, right? Gibbs almost drowns and Tony saves him. That's episode seven, season five in 2007. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing is, is you can't know how that, those events would play out with somebody else in Tony's position. Right. And also, you know, if Gibbs would be stupid enough to go off on his, on his own because he knew you know, that Tony would follow him. I mean, I, I can't see him being that ridiculous and not know that he's going to be followed, even if he here's doesn't the thing say about, anything. Here's the thing also about that is that Gibbs went off on his own and did his own thing and turned off his phone and all this shit because Tony was there to take care of everything else. If Tony's not there to take uh-huh. care of everything else, does Gibbs go off the reservation? I don't think so. And, you know, and you, you can play it out, but here's the other side of it. If Tony's not there. Does Gibbs actually even stay at NCIS by that point? Mm, I don't think he comes back from hiatus. You know, if if yeah, he came back for Ziva, but would he stay? And um. <laughs> I can't see Gibbs staying long term. The thing is, is that Tony had to carry him after hiatus because he really wasn't back where he was supposed to be. Mhm. Um. And right, if he doesn't stay, he he ends up staying in Mexico. That cartel's going to kill him. As much as I like um, the Tony Gibbs shipping, and I've done it, and I, yeah, I, I, no skin off my nose at that point, you know. Um, Well, I think, honestly, for the way Ziva and Tim reacted to hiatus, um, that Gibbs wouldn't have a team to come back to. Whoever ends up taking Tony's place, number one, you can't guarantee they would, as give up as gracefully team lead as Tony did. Two, he might come back and Tim would not even be an agent anymore. 
<laughs> There's also uh, nothing to say that, you know, as um, Tony's on his way out, that he didn't put a bug in, in somebody's ear of, um, hey, look, we've got this Mossad agent sitting here with computer access, and it's starting to stink the high hell of fish. Did somebody want to take a look at this? I think that if he did end up retiring, that he probably wouldn't stay in D.C. He might be on Whether a boat he would go back to Mexico, forever. where he could be, you know, on his boat, or he could be in Stillwater. I don't know how that'd work out. But the thing is, is um, I, I don't you you number one these um, these events really wouldn't play into my twenty k story. But if you if you look at the mm-hmm. the ripples of how a character impacts um, um, events, it'd be very different. Like I have an idea in um, uh, let's see what number is it? Hold on. <laughs> well, while you're looking for that, I want to say. For, for those people who are going to go watch King Arthur and they see exactly how feral Tristan is, having been bonded to um, his guide since he was 13, he'll be a lot less feral. <laughs> because he will have somebody who can provide the sanity when his starts to slip a bit around the edges. Okay, so I have... I have an almost human um, AU where um, John comes online as a sentinel, but guides are extinct. So he agrees to a synthetic guide and he gets Dorian. And Dorian is synthetic, um, and he's built from the DNA of a um, a dead guide. Oh, that's got implications. I know, I know, but that's not 20k. I couldn't even, I couldn't even get that no. started at 20k. I, then I have one where James Potter comes online as a sentinel and kills Voldemort and a bunch of Death Eaters when they invade Godric's Hollow. Didn't see that shit coming. You know, I, I, I think you need to add an extra zero on both of those. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Not, not to say that 200k is yeah is is going to be sufficient in some of these you know, places, but yeah. Since since I wrote the legacy, I I almost kind of have like a, a a love affair with James Potter. I I don't know, um, I'm I'm really uh, enamored with the character that I created there because he does feel like my character because you know <laughs> we have nothing to go by on canon other than the not fact really. that he sacrificed himself. And he yeah. was a bully to Snape, who probably, who probably had it coming. Yes. Um, I'm just saying. I don't like Snape. Okay, mm-hmm. so my idea 23. Tony kills Aerie in an autopsy during a feral episode when he comes online. Okay. And everyone's got an opinion <laughs> about how, how what should happen next. Is he coming online as a guide or coming online as a sentinel? A sentinel. Guides can be feral too. But no, I mean, he just, um, I I want to write Tony as a sentinel. 
um, I've just got to find the right idea to write him as a sentinel. And so the idea was that he comes online when, when Aerie invades autopsy and shoots Gerald and he kills Aerie. Um, and oh. I can see, you know, people having various reactions to it and none of them would be, um, all that great. Um, I think Kate would, would, um, be very hostile with Tony over it because she thinks she can save Ari at this point. In fact, she probably thought she could save Ari to the very second his bullet hit her in the forehead. I can see her saying, you know, why did you have to kill him? He 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 had such kind eyes. Mm. Double bird, Kate. Double bird. Um so and that and that would be a mothership. Um Okay. I, I feel like she would be. It, it would be like they were undermining her opinion of Aerie, saying that her by, saying that her training as a, a, a profiler was for shit. Because it was. Um, <laughs> she was a horrible profiler. Um, I'm almost. At, Actually, screw it. I'm, I'm going to ask. What's idea number one? Idea number one. <laughs> Let me go back. Okay. Idea number one. Harry comes online as a sentinel at the age of 10, and his Aunt Petunia helps him keep it a secret. I think I could probably write two chapters in 20K. <laughs> I think the prologue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. You want to hear idea number two? That's not sure. Sure. McKay left the program rather than go to Siberia, which pissed off a lot of people. Simmons lost his job because of it, and Hammond was reprimanded. Three years later, they need him, but now he's a package deal as part of the Sentinel Initiative, and they aren't prepared for that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I put that one at about 150k. <laughs> I I actually have it estimated at 65. So, and that's before plotting. <laughs> okay, um, Jilly likes that one. She's making grabby hands. I I'm I'm all for that. I like the idea of of them trying to screw McKay over and him just leaving, him or her. And because um, I really do like Meredith a lot, uh, Meredith feels more like my character than Rodney ever has. Uh-huh. Because well, Meredith, Meredith is you my know, character. Um, but uh, I, I like can the idea see of Rodney going fuck you, and and well, fuck thing, you. <laughs> Go ahead. I can see Meredith giving them the double bird as she walks out, because you know, fuck if she's going to an isolated, you know, uh, post in Siberia where she's the only one. You know, only American theirs. They're not going to give her any um, any security. They're just going to ship her out there, and not the Meredith you've you've put together. There's no way she double bird them and walk. So yeah, and then you know when, when they come back and they need McKay, McKay's bonded with a Sentinel. Um, I think I'd probably put John the Marines, and they really don't know what to do with Doctor McKay. <laughs> And, and here's a <laughs> Colonel. I will, I will go with Colonel. 
um, Colonel Shepard. <laughs> and so uh, the, the, I think at this point the only option they've got is to grovel. <laughs> Lots of it. Mm-hmm. I think we're spawning a lot of blood bunnies this take time. Over Shepherd Industries, but no, I have the idea of them like being in the field somewhere in the Middle East and um, them getting a call, and she's like, "Fuck them! I don't want to talk to them." <laughs> Man, you can't tell a general fuck. You tell Hammond to go fuck himself. <laughs> would you like Actually, to write that be... down for you? <laughs> What would be more interesting in some ways is if it was if it was O'Neill who was the general at that time and she really wouldn't have any problem saying, you know, fuck you. Because Hammond he's he's a grandpa. He reminds me of a grandpa. I can't say yeah. that to my grandpa. Yeah, you know, uh really, you know, Hammond's an asshole in that episode because he goes along with what Carter wants. Oh yeah. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I think at that point it probably would be O'Neill. Um, but I like the idea of the of the little of the little guy going, "Ma'am, I can't I can't I I, I can't tell a general to go fuck himself. I can't. Yes, you can. Let me write it I down can for you, her, <laughs> dear General O'Neill. L. <laughs> fuck you. Actually, what I can see happening is her picking up you know picking up the 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 um, handset. And going, Jack, fuck you, two double birds, go away, click. I think it, 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 you know, from the poor kid on on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the idea of it. You come back, McKay. Look, McKay. Look, no, O'Neill. If you want me to ever be in your presence again, you're going to have to haul your ass here where I am, get down on your fucking knees, and apologize to me. Okay. Where are up. you standing exactly? Oh, I can see, I can see him going. Okay, where are you standing exactly? Why? I need to know. And she rattles off the, the longitude and latitude, and you know. There he is. Can I? Can yes. I have a blanket. The floor is kind of dirty. No. <laughs> Actually, I can see him saying, "Okay, wait. Give me five minutes." Him doing it, and him coming with knee pads already on. <laughs> so, but yeah, I like the idea of that of of them, you know, thinking that they can get McKay back and it won't be a problem, and then encountering a situation that they are literally unprepared to deal with. Because um, not only does she not want a damn thing to do with them, she's got a sentinel who can back it up. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't honestly have see- to do with them, he can make that happen. Like, you know, call the Commandant of the Marine Corps. You know, these assholes in Colorado were bothering my guide. It's making my job difficult. It's stressing me out. I'm going to go feral. We'll take care of it, Colonel. <laughs> Rampart would definitely have a lot of fun with that. Um, Jack, I can see, I can also see John <laughs> Yeah, I can also see John laughing his ass off at, at this whole process. You know, be utterly, utterly amused at the shit that she's putting those people through. Look, I'm kind of busy building a bomb. Can you call back later? <laughs> I can't talk now. I'm elbow deep in something that should not be nudged. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
what other ones caught your attention? Because you had, you've got at least 47 ideas. Okay. Um, a lot of them ended up being Harry Potter because I was just doing kind of free association and I was sitting there. Um, let's see. The one where Harry can talk to his spirit guide because it's Aruda. Harry is a sentinel. He's been online since his mother's murder. He knows more than anyone is prepared for. His spirit guide has been by his side for years, educating and protecting him. And because he's a parcel mouth, he can understand everything she tells him. Well, Dumbledore doesn't know quite what he's... The thing about spirit animal, though, is that she wouldn't be tethered to him like a demon. So she could go into the Mm -hmm. magical world and spy and come back and tell Harry what she learned. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, she would be a busy little bee, wouldn't she? And, you know, the other thing about it is um, Harry would also, depending on how you want to do it, not really be fooled by the notice me nots. You know, he would notice the people in the really weird clothes. I could see him actually bringing a pillow, <laughs> dropping it down on the floor. <laughs> like he snagged it from the infirmary. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Okay. We're in the world of shit. Why would they need McKay if they have Carter? So Carter has to be gone for some reason or other. Maybe she's maybe she's stranded off planet. Oh, or what wounded. if Carter's the one that gets stuck on the planet for a hundred days? Oh, wait a second. The the one. Well, wait a second. That one was the one where um, Jack got stranded because the the thing was buried. And that was that was early. That was like season three or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Replicator Carter. Maybe Replicator Carter steals Carter and doesn't give her back. Anyway, Carter can't be there. I'll figure it out. Um, it would have to be pretty desperate for O'Neill to beam his ass all the way to the Middle East and get down on his knees and beg for something. Well, um, there's plenty of, of episodes in or what, season um, seven? <laughs> no, season eight. I, I was thinking about moments in Harry Potter where he could come online as a sentinel and like the best times to do it and the worst times to do it and the ramifications thereof. Mm -hmm. And one of the more interesting events would be the Dementor attack at the end where he conjures his Patronus. Uh Uh-huh. Not the one on the shore, but the Harry Potter that went back in time comes online as a sentinel. And when he casts the Patronus, it doesn't scare away the Dementors. It kills them. It kills everyone. I don't think it would be a stag, then. No. Would it? 
No. It'd be a dragon, Nadia. Huh. It's a dragon because in that idea, um, Draco is his guide. Well then, that's is that idea 48? 31. <laughs> Yes, well, you know, I'm all for the, the, the Harry Draco shipping. So, you know, as much as I enjoy the hell out of your Harry Hermione, I really like your Harry Draco. I like both, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I um, Hermione is my unicorn. I've, I've discovered that. I've accepted it. Um, mm-hmm. I also have, okay, idea 36. <laughs> is it ridiculous right. yet? Okay. The no, I think it's fabulous. Okay, this is another one where Harry comes online. He comes online in the graveyard. Ooh. And he kills a large majority of the Death Eaters there. But Voldemort escapes. And um, the Ministry can't cover it up because there are all these guys in Death Eater garb dead in the cauldron, and there's no covering it up. And the ICW takes Harry. Huh. The ICW takes Harry, and um, then they also take Sirius Black. And then um, Fudge learns what it is to what happens when you don't obey international law. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. And then I also have... what an amazing... um, an idea where, um, and this is idea 33, 32. Um, I have 233. Well, shit. I hate that. Oh. I hate when I misnumber something. Yeah, I have my notebook is all messed up. I do have, okay, that's a little OCD. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm, I'm screwed. I'm going to take, oh, I'll take all these pages out and write them over again. <laughs> a and thirty three B. Okay. Um uh I have I have this idea that um after the um the third task, um, that summer when the government is starting to to publish all this propaganda about Harry being crazy, Hermione's looking at this and she's thinking, you know what, this he's not safe. He's not safe here. And um she contacts the ICW and she requests sanctuary for herself and Harry Potter and they give it to her and she shows oh. up at Privet Drive and she tells him to pack all of his things and she picks up Hedwig's cage and she offers him a port key and she asks him, do you trust me? And he says yes and he grabs the other end of the port key and they disappear. Oh, that's awesome. Huh. Which, again, that, that would definitely put... Either. <laughs> no. The build-up to... The, just the, the, the... Up to the point of, do you trust me? Harry takes the port key and they disappear. That's 20K. 
a leap of faith. Do you trust me? She's really the only person yes. in the magical world he can trust. True. Yeah, serious is crazy. It's not his fault. Um, no. And every adult in his life has lied to him, misled him, or disappointed him. Or not not the, the straight up lie to the face, but lie of omission. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, is it any different? So, not really. No. <laughs> I'm giving Julie Hive. Sorry. Maybe if I phrase it, I need you to trust me. Would that, would, would, would that be better? I need you to trust me. <laughs> I have a way out. I need you to trust me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any uh, pure Sentinel ones? And that that you mean Jim and Blair? Forty-seven point yeah, forty forty-seven point um, one pages. Um, no. Okay. I have several um, in my work in progress folder. I just they play better with others. Sentinel fandom is, is the Sentinel <laughs> fandom is they're assholes. Uh-huh. Uh you know, and the thing is is well honestly July is a Sentinel Fusion challenge. It's it, it's not supposed to be pure Sentinel. It's Sentinel Fusion. Um but um the thing about um the Sentinel fandom is it represents my first um that's the first time that fandom ever slapped me in the face. It wasn't the last time yeah. fandom slapped me in the face, but it was the first time, and it stuck with me. And it's just it's it's really difficult um, to to write in that in that fandom as a result. Yeah, I now agree. there are great writers in the Sentinel fandom, and there are great readers in the Sentinel oh, fandom, God. and then there is a Them. subset of people in that fandom that I could cheerfully set on fire. Okay. Just saying. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I basically made the decision as far as setting people on fire that in my April story, that um, globe of barbecue, to, barbecue of bad guy, it's basically tethered mm-hmm. to Harry. It goes everywhere he goes. Yeah. 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 If you're going to have an, inter- an eternal flame of barbecue of bad guy, just keep it with you. Oh, I am quite enamored with my um, my AU girl styles fic, and mostly it's honestly because I don't actually um, I've re- I've read a little bit in the Team Wolf fandom and never watched a single episode, and um, I've wrote like 30k of fan fiction. <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself, but I'm not. Tree baby, hey, every little bit that, for miles. Yes, every little bit that you've shared with us has been excellent and and on point and you know snappy dialogue and filled with snark. And I don't know if I could I could mash the Sentinel into um, Teen Wolf just because of stuff, but it's definitely for fun. I have two plots. 
I have two plots. Okay. Actually, I have. You have forty-seven point one. I have some ideas that I can noodle. Um, I do like the idea of having connected stories, like stories that are taking place in the same verse, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we passed two a long time ago. Um, Okay. I mean, obviously, so I'm going to be. And this is just like my current notebook. I've got another one that has about 300 in it. Oh, I, I, I apparently, um, she, uh, I, my typing was too loud. She needs you to say this the bit over. Sorry, guys. Yeah. The, what was the I saying? Connected stories that I think it was the connected oh, like, story bit. I like the idea of of having stories that are connected that take place in the same verse but stand on their own. Um, like the idea of um, McKay and Shepard. Um, well, that would actually be really interesting to have McKay and Shepard coming into the mountain. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Um, I, I have never actually written John as a Navy SEAL. Except for that one time he was retired. Uh huh. But what if John? We have two minutes or less, actually. FYI. Yeah. No, I don't really like John in the Navy. That's the thing. I don't like him in the Navy. But have him be a Marine. Yeah. They have special forces. Marine. I like him being a Marine. Um. Mm Hmm. But yeah, I do like and, the idea of the stories being connected, and it's like you're telling, um, you're, you're kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it, it'd be fun. It wouldn't be like episodes. It would be like, um, yes. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't actually, I don't have any um, scientific data on that whole bunny fucking thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I is there a man in the room? I don't room think I want it. Like that I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm just kidding. That was a pure asshole moment on my part. Um, and no, I don't actually want your man's here in the room. Um, okay, we're down to 49 seconds. Take a night, lady holder. Good night, everyone. <laughs>